This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What we just watched shouldn't exist in the world. Honestly, honestly, I enjoyed it. It was a (laughs) groundbreaking challenge. Kind of man in a tree. Yuck! Don't sniff a microphone. It's bad. It's a bad thing to do. Why? Is it bad for the listener? Or is it bad for you? Because mi- the microphone smells like um, all of your good and bad ideas from days gone by. It didn't smell like anything to me, but it's it's kind of like asking a question you don't want the answer to. Like there's no good result from sniffing a microphone. What if it? What's had- the best possible outcome? Okay. What if somehow by some alchemy? It yes. smells fantastic, and you are the first podcaster to bottle your own perfume, which is the essence of a podcast. And toilet day yeah. microphone. I the, just think it, it just seems... The worst toilet. <laughs> it seems so unlikely that it would be good. Load the microphone. Load the microphone. Load this microphone up with some thoughts from Tim and Guy here on The Worst Idea of All Time. I'm watching, recapping, reflecting, enjoying, speculating, learning, educating about feminism. This show had me and it lost me, man. And I'm just like that, episode nine, fucking run your mouth. This thing, this thing, I'm starting to think it wasn't written for me. Oh. For you and me, man. There's only two things happening in this episode. One, Brady the Rat King and Lily, Charlotte's Golden daughter, Blatt. Golden Blatt and Golden Girl. She is smart. She is a go-getter. She Her is, grades are great. She's being recruited by uh, Charlotte Vo- via Miranda. No, Miranda, Charlotte via Miranda. Miranda, Miranda has via asked. Charlotte. Miranda has put in a request for a good girl to come yeah. and rub off She's some of hit- that good energy onto her troubled boy. That's right. Because, get this, Brady is working in food prep. Brady's working at his dad's bar, which is, I think, normal and cool for a teenage son. He's to in like, his 20s. Is he? I think he's like 20. I guess, would you 20? have to be 21 to work at a bar yeah, in America? Be, yeah. So we'll call him 21. We'll call he's, him 21. He's, Hi, 21. I'm dad. Yeah. 
You are. He's recovering from heartbreak. I'd say he's probably out the other side of he's, it to an extent. He's doing fine. Miranda's he, spinning out about the fact that he has a job at a bar. Guess yeah. what? People work in bars. It's no, a good I mean, job. Yeah. Miranda actually went to a Chipotle in this episode. I was like, damn. <laughs> you run out of cash or what? <laughs> you, f- you, you fucking intern at the... She just, like, she has this unhinged this- conversation with Brady about, like, you know... How his life's falling Ambition. apart because he's because he's serving fries. Guess what? Someone has to make the fries for people to eat. You're yeah. fucking ordering them. Why shouldn't your son be making them? She actually she doesn't get fries or rice. It seems like she's off carbs. She says no rice at Chipotle, and you they don't do they don't do the fries idea. there. Well, it sounds like she doesn't understand, the, you know the the life cycle of a fry because she's never had one. She's never had one. In she's her afraid damn life. of what she doesn't know. She can't go back to Scout because of her relationship with Steve. This show picks up and puts Scout down is the name of the bar, by the storylines with such reckless abandon, it honestly would give anyone whiplash. In the last episode, Miranda's whole thing was that she was an intern who was elevated to like CEO. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> and then in this episode, it's like, my son's fucking my friend's daughter. Oh, yeah, I didn't get to that. The, the whole storyline. Fucking. And, and Miranda no longer works, it appears. Yeah. No, uh, all Miranda does is worry that her son is having sex. Mm. Since Miranda and Shay have broken up, Miranda has sort of taken a return to form, I guess. She worries about her son having sex and begrudges Naya, her roommate, landlord, friend who is generously letting her crash in her ex-husband's studio, in-house studio. Maya's on Tinder and she is fucking a guy with a sunburnt back and a head of hair. He's got a fantastic rig. We assume he's got a monster hog. They're having really good sex. It looks, I assume by he's all got accounts. a monster hog. Yeah, Tim, Tim reckons he's got a pin dick. I reckon he's got an average penis, but yeah, he knows how to use it. But he knows it. how to use it. Anyway, and she's having a great time. And <laughs> Miranda, LA ship. Miranda is, <laughs> Miranda is um, it's, you know, through the other side of the wall. Yeah, guess what? Sorry, it's a bit tricky for you. Your friend has put you up in their house. Yeah. Okay? Deal with it. She's hungry. Fucking hell, woman. She's horny. She's sleep deprived. She's jealous of her son. Well, maybe if she went to Scout, had a... Oh, well, she can't even drink, actually. She's an alcoholic. No. But got some fries from yeah. Brady. She wouldn't feel so bad. She's probably maybe, deprived of carbs. Maybe if she saw what Brady was doing with that deep fry, she might have some fucking respect for her boy. Yeah, fucking A. I tell you what. What do you reckon the chip policy is at Scout when Brady's running the fry? I reckon it's one loose. for us and one for them. Very loose. And them is the rats. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It is actually the perfect environment from which to sort of rebuild the foundations of his his rat empire. Because he, yeah, he's got access to a lot of nutrition yeah. for the rats. And I mean, as we all know, an army marches think, on its stomach. I yes, I feel Napoleon. Like, I think might have been misquoted as saying here's, that by here's, me. Here's Tim Brady's Bat. situation. He's heartbroken. He takes on the job at Scout. He's sort of he's so inside of his own emotional experience, which is totally reasonable, that he is oblivious to the kingdom he once ran and the power he once held in the palm of his hand. Hmm. He's uh, transferring from the deep fryer to the bowl before salting them chips. One or two drop on the floor. He ignores them. He salts the chip. He does the toss in the bowl. It's actually really satisfying. Yeah. He um he then puts them in the basket. He gets them up on the pass. He looks down at the floor. What's that? It's a couple of chips there, but they're not alone. Who's eating them? 
One rat? Huh. I used to know a rat. Hell, I used to know a lot of rats. Oh, well, back to the deep fryer. More chips. He's, he's getting a little sloppy. Maybe it's getting later in the night. Maybe he's drinking on the job. Three chips are on the floor. Huh. Look at that. What's that? Two rats. Huh. Two rats down there. I used to know two rats. He's back on the deep fryer. You know, he's salting the chips. Four chips on the... Huh. Three rats. Seems like the rats are getting to know this place pretty well. Seems like the rats are coming here for me. Brady? Miranda and Charlotte are obsessed by knowing the intimate details of what their respective children are up to simply for the very normal fact that two teenagers slash people in their early 20s are having sexual relations with one another. What they don't know is unfolding is Brady is selecting a new rat queen. Lily. No. The rat queen. Wow. And that is conflicting for Charlotte because on one hand... That's monarchy. And on the other, she hates rodents. It's rats. <laughs> so it's, it's honestly, aside from this uh, Brady subplot that appears to be taking hold, it's quite a regressive episode for Charlotte Miranda. I feel like they're reverting back to movie form in yeah. a way. Charlotte's, <laughs> yeah. Charlotte's getting really hit up and worried, you know, in a sort of... <laughs> Something very Dragon Ball Z about how you're describing this. Yeah. Like, you know how Frieza goes through different, like, yeah. evolutions. Yeah. <laughs> But she's sort of, she's like she's reverting back to sort of the you know the hapless helicopter parent who's not really nailing anything. She's worried about um, you know Lily having sex. It was all she thinks about. It's all consuming. She's flashing forward into the future. If it works, it's trouble. If it doesn't work, it's trouble. She can't get it out of her head. Mm. Uh, Miranda is no longer prioritizing herself. Really, I mean, I don't know. Steve, Steve's off the scene. I'm just so... Haven't f- seen Steve in a while. Haven't seen Steve for a while. We didn't see Naya all of the last episode. We didn't see Herbert Wexley all of the last episode. We got half of a scene with Lisa Todd Wexley. All of a sudden, I think we saw their it. center stage... Did we not see Naya at all last year? Not at all last year. Oh, okay. This episode, she's boning, she's boning, she's boning. She's on Instagram. Her husband's pregnant with his musical partner with the big Taylor Swift hat. She kicks the guy she was boning out of the bed. She's kind of rude to him, which I can understand, but also I'm like, he didn't fucking divorce you and fuck fuck his writing partner. He's fucking you, and he's doing a good job. <laughs> You're screaming. He's fucking you right. Yeah. So, you know. And he's only got a regular-sized dick, this guy. Exactly. He's no well, Giuseppe. Him. Giuseppe's also on the scene. Yeah. Anthony's paranoid that Giuseppe was using from using him for a green card Anthony I feel for it but then it kind of shifted for me because I thought in the show Crud what's his name Anthony and Crud <laughs> yeah I haven't seen that for a while <laughs> Stanford Stanford I thought he died in the show because the actor who portrays Stanford passed away in real life but he didn't they just no. got, they had that real haphazard do you know what they did exit of that letter the actor who played Stanford died mm. and in the world of the show they made Stanford a An sex asshole. criminal. And the actor who plays Big stayed alive, and in the show they killed him. Wait, what? Did they make Stanford a sex criminal? <laughs> oh, you dude, come on now. <laughs> That's rough. That's yeah. rough for us. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. But they do not give him a graceful exit whatsoever. Do you they know what? It's good letter. that you didn't get that because you got to play the role of audience surrogate <laughs> when they were let on the inside of the bit. Whereas if you'd rolled with it, everyone would be like, hey, what? <laughs> Um, Do you know who says it like that? Who? Tim Meadows growing up too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hard out. And all of his family Some too. of these are for you, some Bump of them D. are for us. <laughs> Bump D. 
Because if this is a ploy, I'll destroy Illinois. Damn. Is there the bit where he rhymes dinosaur? Yeah. I, I think, think so. it's a different bit. Um, I don't know, man. I hated this episode. Okay, Carrie tell me and- why. What? Well, oh, well, oh, well, oh, huh. Tell me why, tell me why. Because Give I don't... me details, please. Because tell Miranda me why, and tell me why. N- the name of the show is Sex nope. and the City. Wrong. That they're from. No. Nope. Originally. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, they've become these what? weird, sexually conservative parents. It, it's, it's incongruent with the characters... It's incongruent with other Charlotte. episodes that they're in within this season of the show. And do you know what my biggest problem of all is? It's fucking boring. There's a fucking boring plot line that we spend 75% it's, of our it's time pursuing. Ta- it is tantalizing at the start. Miranda is uh, the, the apartment she shares with Naya. There's only one bathroom. It's an ensuite to Naya's room. Miranda wakes up one morning. She needs to use the bathroom. Enough, she says. Naya is boning this um, surfer. Yeah, this pin dick surfer with the sunburnt back. Mm-hmm. It's not a pin dick. He's got a regular dick. Okay? Well, according to me. Yeah. Oh, you think he's got a big hog? No. Oh. I think I think you're right. Okay. I think I got excited. Okay. <laughs> I think this guy, do you know what it looks like? If you saw like a, I don't know if you ever saw a you book about my guy. body is changing or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And it would show you like, if you opened it, it would show you, sort of cartoon hand-drawn biological pictures of a man and a woman yeah and that you know would just show you a regular you know vanilla is g-rated yeah. cartoon penis mm-hmm. that's exactly what it looks like he's got a kid's sex book dick yeah it's like it, when you first see it you think huh <laughs> but you can't say anything but you're like damn you know because it's it's super unusual for a a person, a real person to have a cartoon dick. But you sit and you go, huh. And then, but you know what? He knows how to use it. Fucking A, he does. He knows how to use it. When it's hard. Now he's going crazy. When it's hard, weirdly it becomes real. Okay. So you are literally talking about a two-dimensional drawn penis on this otherwise yeah. When normal, he be, but when he becomes aroused, real he gets life a, man, a, 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 you know, a random boner. It's like those. Um, have you seen clothes that are like that? Like you can get a handbag or a briefcase where it looks two-dimensional. Yeah, they're like cartoony. I think it's a really cool look. It's that, but in penis form. When flaccid, when erect, yeah. three dimensions all around. It's kind of like the episode of The Simpsons when Homer when goes they, behind the couch. Yeah, through the portal. Yeah, those are weird. Ep. Yeah, it's claymation. It still works it's, it's claymation. I say it's real. It's claymation. No, but he steps into the real world. Yeah. There's real world footage in it. Yeah, no, but the dick is claymation. Oh, the dick is claymation. <laughs> yeah. I see. So when it's flaccid or when it's erect? When it's erect. So we've got a two-dimensional drawn dick. When it's flaccid, when it's erect, it becomes three-dimensional, but essentially plasticine. Yeah. But st- but th- and that is what Naya's into. We'll get about this. When it's turgid. Yes. It's real. There's a That's middle. There's a middle real. stage. There is a real. third state of matter <laughs> that this transient penis goes through. Yeah, and that's all. The three even- states of matter. <laughs> With normal object, normal substances, you got your gas, your solid, and your liquid. With Superman's penis, we've got a flaccid, two-dimensional drawn cock that Superman. doesn't really possess mass. With your penis. We have the cock you're normally used to on a real person when turgid. And then when it transitions fully to erect, a plasticine-like substance. Yeah, claymation. Claymation. 
that's interesting because it's not just the it's not just that it's clay, but it's also kind of going at like twelve frames a second instead yeah. of twenty four. Sometimes, and I've not done this, but I have friends who have seen this guy have sex. Yes, if you are like if you you know, and it's all it's all about board. But if you see him having sex, yeah, in the background of the penis. Like in the background, like, you know, what it would be, I guess, extras by traditional cinematic or television terms. Oh, yeah. You can see Wallace and Gromit. Wow. And <laughs> and Mel Gibson's Chicken from Chicken Run. Mel Gibson's in Chicken Run? Mel Gibson is Chicken Run. Mel Gibson? I, I've never seen Chicken Run. I didn't know he was in it or it. Chicken Run's... It's a crazy choice. When did Chicken Run come out? I'm going to say 2002. When did that thing happen with that cop? Chicken Run was actually a response to 9-11. Was it? <laughs> they were like, you know what America needs? Mel Gibson in a stop motion um, chicken movie. The thing with the cop is like, you know. I actually can't remember all the particulars. I no, just know that there was a big incident. All, all it is, is is not isolated. Yeah, exactly. Those things don't come out of nowhere. No. Look. Well, what about Michael Richards though? I actually, funnily enough, uh, Michael Richards is Seinfeld's Kramer, and he had an incident quite famously. It was at the last sort factory, of his nine eleven in a it, way. It was terrible, and uh, it has spawned one of the funniest bits of stand up <laughs> I've seen. Oh, okay. Sorry, is, I thought you were going to talk up, about his interview on Letterman. No, no, no. If you look up Dave Chappelle Kramer, it's an old old oh, joke yeah, yeah, in yeah. response to that, which yes. was a very very funny bit. Uh, and then also, no, no, I found it. So I was weirdly last night, I watched like an old 60 minutes piece on Seinfeld in 1997. So it's like before the final season, Oh wow! they're all getting paid a million dollars. And it was like, you know, a piece on Seinfeld and his life and his ascent and stuff. And, um, then Google starts serving me up stuff and it was like Seinfeld watching Norm Macdonald impressions. <laughs> cool. from norm mcdonald live when he had the the podcast on yeah. on youtube and one of the impressions was michael richards where he said michael richards before that happened used to go around the country talking to people about the bible he was telling he was t michael richards really was telling norm he's like yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go across the country doing comedy and telling people about the bible really going, do you think someone could live in a whale <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I don't know what's going on with that guy there's um a pretty legendary and historic bit of television when he went on Letterman just after it happened um and he's there like via satellite as well and the whole thing is some of the most awkward chat show television probably ever produced mm. it's nuts it's it's Letterman trying to take things in one direction it is Michael Richards refusing <laughs> to allow anything but this very earnest outpouring of like guilt and uh, what's the word? So solemnity? Solemn solemnity. Solemnity, is that the word? He's I mean, solemn. That, is, that is a word. It's that. It's, that's the vibe. And he just refuses to let a comedy chat show, you know, yeah. vibe the way it's supposed to. And he just wrestles control well, I mean, via satellite I on guess a big it's more, screen. It's more of a modern development. But chat shows now have made, you know, Letterman was always ironic. So it was a very difficult place to communicate anything earnest. It's a very funny choice and to actually the whole, offer contrition. And it apology. was pretty ill-conceived all around. It was very, I think, generous of, of Letterman to like, give him the platform yeah. but it was a fucking disaster 
Damn. And I don't think he even made that mistake. I again. mean, I would say the only thing that could rival YouTube for sheer variety of content is uh, the plot lines and and just like that in terms of... I'm just remembering that we've got Seema <laughs> is in this episode. Seema, you, you think that there is an equivalency <laughs> between the amount of storytelling within this one show and the entirety of YouTube. I do. Because <laughs> you've got like, there's, there's just shit, you know, suddenly you get these flashes of stuff that's happened. That's like, it's cr- it's crazy. I think earlier in the season, I was like, they've got a handle on this. They know what they're doing, but they're really <laughs> just jamming a lot of stuff. They're just putting a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. So you've got Seema is showing this uh, director whose name I wrote down because I wanted to get Gordon it Gordon right. Ravi. Nope. Damn it. Worth a crack though. By the way, Aiden's kids are called Homer, Wyatt, and, and Tate. Tate. Uh, the director is called Ravi Gordy. You were close. I was pretty close. Ravi Gordy. And so she's showing them around apartments. Uh, they're looking at one that I reckon is, you know, if this guy, he keeps talking about how he wants the best in New York. They're looking at one which looks fine. Oh, it's pretty, di- like, by, this, nice. shows, by this, like, shows, you know, aesthetic and standards, dog shit. You'd be grateful to go there for a drink. In real life. Yeah. yeah. But by the standard of the show, it's dog shit. Anyway, turns out that he's into where they fuck in there. And then he's obligated to rent the apartment because there's another real estate agent it's wondering right. what's taking that, so long they go out for a meal with Carrie and Aiden and Aiden's a big fan of this guy's work yeah you know like Shay Diaz is in this episode at the vet and there's a, a someone shows up with a box of kittens whose name is Toby yeah and Toby's like you look like that comedian Shay Diaz and Shay Diaz is like wow I've heard that before no they pointedly say I've never heard that no oh, one's I ever see. said that to me before oh that's right yeah it's a joke Yes. And then it's sort of like, oh, wow, Shay Diaz is still alive. And then Toby says, Toby finds out that Shay is Shay. Yes. Says, do you still do stand-up? She's like, yeah, I got some gigs coming up. And then Shay says, have you come back? I'll tell you where one's happening. And Toby's like, okay. And you're like, holy shit. This is Shay getting on both back you know, the romantic and comedic horses. They two horses. They horses akimbo. Imagine this. Two horses side by side. One romantic. The other comedy. Imagine this. Shay Diaz straddling both of them simultaneously, trying to hold b- both reins no, to both the horses. You can't get your legs across two horses. <laughs> you really Stand- didn't. You didn't even entertain that for a Standing. Second. I think standing on the backs of the horses with long reins. Oh, like, I guess. Like I don't think that's any less silly than um, (laughs) (laughs) straddling them sitting. Yeah, you really went with on the on the claymation penis, and (laughs) here I am saying you can't straddle two horses. (laughs) Horses akimbo? No, 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 no. The three states of animated matter of Superman's penis? Yes, yes, yes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anyway, you were this making a point do, about well, the sheer variety I, of storylines we have to just, pick from. And yet the wasted time that we have spent and on just yeah. opening doors I looking mean, to see if Brady's fucking Lily behind the other, this door. The other Who big, cares? The other big plot I keep coming back to, which is featured heavily in this, is... And this is something I think Greg sort of spotlighted in passing. Greg said, I don't like Herbert. <laughs> I think he's the villain of the show or yeah, something. Yeah. He said that horny, he's always horny, yeah. he's disgusting or whatever. Which grated his uh, repressed British sensibilities. That's right. But now Herbert's coming out as just an out and out dirtbag. Well, yeah. not like, I guess yeah, dirtbag. He's, dirt 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 he's like, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He he's, an enti- he's an entitled, like, you know, misogynistic husband who's like, Coming home, he's complaining that his wife is working hard while he's running his campaign, and that he has. And he's like, you, did, you fed that you fed one of our kids sugar for dinner, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going to bed because the kids have eaten. And he's she like, what says a, that, and, yeah, and then, and then he's he like, says, what about me? What am I having for dinner? And it's like, figure it fucking out. Twenty twenty three, you live in New York City, brother. And then he's blowing up at her for being late to his event. There's a, there's an event in this. There's an event. He's fundraising. Harry appears to be don't some sort think, of campaign manager. All like, of a sudden, don't you think it sounds like so much stuff? <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it, but when you read so much to remember, <laughs> yeah. and they keep reintroduced. Like, there's so much on the on the go. It's like a Marvel movie. Maybe this is what all shows have to be now. It's just like there's fucking everything is. Uh, uh, what's the word like it's legacy properties mm. you know everything had to be established fucking eons ago from either a fucking graphic novel or a groundbreaking feminist yeah. TV show on HBO and then you have to build on that and just cram so many fucking references and I, characters and storylines I mean, and ABC honestly, plots and as someone watching it it kind of works as someone sort of reflecting and <laughs> recapping it <laughs> it's fucking tying me in knots Herbert's Herbert's fucked he the thing that we forget though about Herbert Wexley is that he's going for comptroller I think yeah um, what by, is that by I've never got my head around it I think it's something to do like you're the you're in charge of the public purse in a high level setting in like a so it's, city council or something like that yeah it's it's on the state level it's not federal I reckon it'd be city, city. In this. I think he would be like the New York City comptroller or something yeah so it's pretty important for yeah. budgets he got pushed into this. He didn't want to By, do it. No. Well, he, he sort of did, but he, he was resigned himself that he Le- wasn't going to do Lisa it. Lisa pushed him into Lisa, it to Lisa spite. Just announced it at the dinner. 
Lisa pushed him into it despite her dad, who highlighted one of Herbert's shortcomings by being like, he's never done anything for the community. It's all driven by money. Right. And she's like, well, what about this? He's running for city comptroller. Yeah. And then in doing something which is technically for, you know... Others. Others. The community. It's highlighting the ways in which he individually... Yes. ...is... is uh, not a mon- not a monster, but certainly very self-centered. A lot as of room all the for other growth. characters are. It's just impossible to be anything but selfish in this show. Harry's doing his best in this episode. Harry actually is. Harry's booking the ca- Harry is campaign manager and also you know uh, man who's picking up the slack that Charlotte's left since he started working a job is desperately trying to book a caterer because one of the people who've been invited to this event that the Golden Blats are hosting said that there's no way those dumplings are kosher. They taste too good. Yeah. And so he's scouting New York City for kosher catering. Which, and, come on. And he's struggling. Not. <laughs> the, place, the place that he's booked, keep trying to get him to serve pigs in blankets, is the entree. And he's saying, what sort of kosher caterer is pushing this, pigs in a blanket? This man has been a Jewish divorce lawyer in New York City for decades. You're he can hook be, himself up with a kosher think, caterer like this. It doesn't think, make any sense. You'd think he'd be connected. For God's sake. Can you tell me, Tim, I really like Charlotte's kids. Okay. And I always this have is, this whole season. This is perfect because what I want you to do, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's time in the season because we were both it's really on board and I think you're turning the on the show and for, for ranking. I want you to rank your most likable to least likable characters. There's so many. That's what I'm talking characters. about. There's as many characters as there are YouTube videos. Brady, top of the mountain. Okay, great. Love him. Great to see him. Want to spend more time with him. Yeah. These are binding, by the way. You can't remember someone and then put them back up. I understand the rules of the game. I'm going to put Lily in second, Rock in third, the Harry kids, in fourth. The kids are all right. Harry's all right. Harry's great. Love Harry. I'm going to put. Um, I've forgotten his name. The man who was only in the last episode. Who Elliot. Elliot is number five. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think side characters, you know. You, you, if they come to me, they're yeah, in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so wait, we've got Brady, Lily, Rock. Who is fourth? Elliot. Oh, uh, Harry. Harry. Then Elliot. Yeah. Then Giuseppe. Okay. Um, which is the hot poet that Anthony's uh, now romantically involved with. So we've got Sydney Sydney from Alias's Handler. One more time. Who was after Rock? Harry. Harry. And then you've got... Elliot. Oh, yeah, Elliot. And then you've got... Oh, we had Rock and then um, uh, Runkle. Yeah, Brady, Lily, Rock, Harry, Elliot. Yeah. Then Giuseppe. Yeah. Then... um, uh, did I, I fucking, what was the next one? I Sydney. Just Sid, oh, yeah. Sydney from Sid, No, Sid, no, Sydney's the main one. Sydney is, um, what's her name? That famous Jennifer Garner. Yeah, Jennifer Garner. It's her handler. Who okay. also might be her dad in the show. <laughs> okay. It's it's that guy. But from his Legally, name is, his, to me, he's from Legally Blind. His last name is Kasabian. And Kasabian. his first name doesn't matter to yeah, me. Okay. I think it might be Howard. Okay. Why do you like him so much? Because he was Sydney's handler and alias and he works for the CIA. And in my mind, it's him. It's all, like it's the he's same got, He's character. working a job where his cover is he's an art handler. 100%. About to be three times and divorced. And fucking Charlotte's involved. Crazy stuff. Okay, yeah. We, okay, now this is going to blow your fucking mind. Are you ready? Yeah. Shay D is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not against it. <clears throat> Keep going. Aiden. 
Yeah. So the 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 rule is that the rankings finish when you've ranked um all I guess four if we're allowing Seema as Cementa once they've all been ranked. <laughs> Cementa. That's uh that's the end of the list. So you've got Kathy is yeah. next. Aiden's ex yeah. who just showed up. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, she spoke to me. Did she? Yeah. She showed up by the way in this episode and talked to Carrie and said, "Hey, I know you're a writer. I read your book. It moved me. Don't write about my kids." That's and also great. Don't hurt Aiden. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And then okay. what the fuck did Carrie do with that? She, she ran Aiden. to Aiden and tangled. Yeah. What and a fucking... That's such yeah. a bad move. She did an Instagram post of uh, Wyatt having a tantrum. <laughs> no, it's not true. Wyatt's 14 and a real handful, by the way. He's not on. He's not even on the list. He yeah. doesn't make it the okay. list. Because Kathy told me not to talk about him. <laughs> and we've broken the rule. Keep going. <clears throat> Seema. Yeah. Incredible. Judy. Who's Judy? Judy is um, Shay's boss at the vet. Oh, yeah. The two interns. Okay. They are one person yeah. at Miranda's work. Yeah. Um, only one of the uh, colleagues at the art gallery that Charlotte worked yeah. at last episode, one. the one with the point, the really pointy black... Shouldered number. This feels so pointed. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, again, use a conglomerate sort of character, but all the hot guys, the hot fellas, RIP. All the hot fellas, okay. Lisa Todd Wexley. Yeah. Naya. Yeah. Surfer Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then honestly and like it, it, you know with all the context of this episode of our podcast this is this this is showing this is instructive um but herbert wow okay. and then that, that is and then charlotte then miranda then carrie okay can you read the list back absolutely please? So, this is the ranking of most to least likable characters in And Just Like That. Cast this as, in stone. As told by Tim Bat after nine episodes of the second season. Nine of eleven. Coincidence? Yes. Brady. <laughs> Brady. Keep going. Don't Lily. Rock. Harry. Elliot. Giuseppe. Kasabian. Shay Diaz. Aiden. Kathy. Seema. Judy. Shay Diaz's boss at the vet. The two interns from Miranda's work. Yes. The one colleague at the art gallery with the pointy black shoulders. Correct. All of the hot fellas guys who are injecting themselves with growth hormones. Yes. Lisa Todd Wexley, mm -hmm. Naya, Surfer Man, mm -hmm. Herbert, Charlotte, Miranda, Carrie. Yep. You feel good about it? You got an issue with that? I have no issues with that. I will. I, I Hearing it back, that makes even more sense than as I was saying it aloud. No Cast it in stone. Okay. Makes perfect sense to me. Okay. There it is. There it is. Well, what do you foresee for these characters? Um, We've got two episodes left. We keep waiting for this Aiden and Carrie storyline to bubble over into problems. It's like seeing a storm forming overhead and the... Um, you know, the Met service has told you there's a weather bomb coming and you're like, fuck, they don't get it right every time, but that does look like it it's going to be yeah, yeah. bad. Yeah. 
that's the storm cloud we're seeing about this whole Carrie Aiden thing. It's so loaded up. Mm. They've really loaded it up. Mm. I talked with the idea out loud during the episode today that maybe Aiden will die. And they'll do it to Carrie again. It seems too I mean, much. That would be too much. They, they, I think they'd lose. They'd lose the fans if they did that. I reckon. Yeah, they'd I lose a lot right. of them. I think. I mean, Carrie's umming and ahhing. She looks at a big new apartment. They get kicked. They get evicted from Shay's uh, rental. And then Aiden still can't go to the original oh God, apartment. I, yeah, okay. So Carrie She's starts looking list. at a big, uh, looking at a big apartment. Shows Aiden. Aiden's like, "Well, this is kind of a you decision." And Fair. Carrie's like, "Okay." And it feels to me like Aiden's not convinced. It feels to me like Carrie is doing something for Aiden which he didn't ask for. Yes. It's going to introduce a lot of tension. We've only got two episodes to resolve this. Do we think? But then, can we forecast? Yeah. End of this season. I like that we're staying with the weather metaphor. End of the season. Carrie and Aiden, together or not? Well, I just want to say they do have that beautiful conversation where um, she narks on Aiden's ex, saying, Kathy. "Yeah, Kathy, how could you call her Aiden's ex when you've got her as the ninth most likable character in the entire universe?" Because her relationship to both Carrie and Aiden is pertinent for what I'm about to say. If I say Kathy, people might not be able to. Remember all of the characters because there's okay. so many. There's a hundred people here. Yeah, there's infinite. It's because it's you and just like that. There are no small <laughs> players. There are only thousands of and just like that characters. Um, there should be a poster like they used to do those Simpsons, the Simpsons posters. Yeah, absolutely, that would be so good. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be good. We should do it as merch. I would, and we should be in there too. Yeah, but I can't draw. <laughs> is the trouble with that? But if anyone wanted to do that, that'd be so cool. Fuck, that'd be cool. Okay. Where was I going with that? You were saying... Oh, they have the beautiful conversation yep. where... I don't know what triggers this because Carrie says something Carrie-esque, mm-hmm. self-centered and self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. And then Aiden's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe you will hurt me and I'll hurt you and we'll get... Um, pissy. Pissy at each other. and But we'll work it out because life is short and we love each other. And that yeah. was cool. That was so nice. Foreshadowing that Aiden's about to die? Well, that's what I think, kind of. No. I and when she got the phone call, she got a phone call and it was from a Virginia number and I was like, he's dead, but he wasn't. Does Carrie go to Virginia in this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we here's, see here's, that? Here's ultimately huge arc, like meta-analysis, zoomed out from space. We're on the ISS okay. looking at the storm clouds forming. Yeah. This is what I think we see. The final episode, Carrie's going to the big farm in Virginia She's off. The show's yeah. killing she's her. She's going to get put down. Yeah, she is, but we can't tell the kids because it'll yeah. upset them. So she, she, She's going to get put down so, for crimes against hats. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know that there's a bad thing happen with the like increasing frequency of hats you see on Carrie's head in the show. Yeah. And we saw a few hats today. The hats are, and as the the hat, the hat, hats are Mattress Pikelet's Morse code. When he's got the hats on, it's an SOS for Carrie. Uh, so we've got to look out for that Because the hats have made a comeback They put her out in the big farm in Virginia With Aiden to live happily ever after yeah. She throws the keys to the apartment To the Young very beautiful jewelry designer. jewelry designer Who lives underneath her Because she's about to inherit yeah. her apartment And guess what They're bringing back Not in Just Like That for a third season They're bringing back Sex and the City And they're calling it Sex and the City None of the gals are in it, and we're following the jewellery designer. This is a new show. That's what's happening. It's not a bad pitch. It's what's happening. It's They're not, setting it up. It's not a bad and pitch. To, there's, you know, 
to confirm this, the litmus test will be how much screen time do we get from Jewelry Designer in episodes well, 10 and 11. Honestly, they have juiced, they've milked surely Mattress Michael King. You're a madman, but even you must admit that the fucking OG cast of Sex in the City, you've, you've juiced it dry. There's it's, nothing no. left to do. Two movies? This is written this, by... This? Twice? We're done. There's a world map with all of the characters' faces on them. And like Carrie's, you know, got all of Russia and China. And Miranda <laughs> got America. And Charlotte got like Australia. And so they take up a lot of space, right? <laughs> and then... And all of the other sort of, you know, secondary characters, they're in Europe. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're strewn to Africa. And he just throws darts. And wherever they land, he's like, that's who's getting the storyline. Yeah, right. This haphazard approach to storytelling <laughs> does not guarantee that we will get the outcome we might deserve. Yeah. Because he's not looking when he throws the darts. He's blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. But we I think know. it's as good a guess as any. I mean, I like it. I think it ends with Carrie and Aiden. I think on the precipice... I think, I think, you still think they're going to leave that as a cliffhanger, yeah, like an unresolved. Yeah, that's so unsatisfying. Of course it is. Fucking it makes mattress. you need another season. And do you think um, we're going to see like a ascension of Brady now that he's picked a, a rat queen? I'm fucking. I mean, hope the so. amount the amount of side channels we've introduced for this franchise, the amount of money making opportunities that are fucking stuffed inside of this Take podcast. A couple. Honestly, we got so many. Me- hey, guess what, mattress? We got ideas too. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. And we don't even play darts. Yeah. Piece of shit. I would like the final episode of this series, episode 11, to be... It's it's a wedding episode. Shows do this all the time. This fucking franchise had a whole movie where the first third was about it. Yeah. Do the wedding. Some of the best moments of my life were contained in that wedding. And in some ways you could call it the red wedding because fiery redhead dons our rat king mm. and he has selected a rat queen and a coronation is what we deserve oh. and a coronation is what we should get well, there's a lot of story to tell there's only two episodes left can't wait to see what it is oh rating of this episode three three stars we didn't do a shining light either <clears throat> I got, I'm, I'm late for a meeting but I don't care <laughs> My shining light was uh, Toby shows up with a box full of kittens. Shay's like, you can't bring that here. And then Judy, the boss, is like, yeah, you got to take it to the animal shelter in uh, wherever it is. Yeah. Angelical cats. Yes. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, my shining light was actually Toby's uh, sling bag. Yeah. It was fucking cool. There are some good bags out there. Who was it? Someone, was, someone was watching videos of bags. Was that in this show? Yeah. Bags. There's like videos of yeah. bags on YouTube. What the fuck was that? If it's not just like that, it's show. YouTube. All right, well, I'm giving it a two and a half stars. Okay. Bye. Bye. And just like that, it's the worst idea of all time. And just like that, they're at it again and they're having such a gay old time. And just like that, they're back. Got Montgomery and Timothy back. And just like that, It's the worst idea of all time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.